this is this is an old story, but um, I didn't cover it until now. Um, this is this is from Fox News, and this is this is really important. And I I want to say that sometimes when you look at a headline and when you see news, you need to dig deeper into what it is. Sometimes, and you need to look and say, okay, well, sometimes something can seem good on the um, the 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 shallow level, but when you go deeper, it's like, oh, dang. Well, that's not a good thing. Or it could be, the, or it could be the other way. The point is, sometimes you need to look deeper into um, into an article. You need to look deeper into a headline. Don't just look at the news and listen to one clip. Okay, because what the news does, they have to give you a lot of information in a little bit of time. Sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes they have an hour to fill. But they have to cover a lot of headlines and they have commercials that they have to do. So they only will give you snippets and clips and uh, snippets um, of, uh, of, of content. And what you have to do, your responsibility, is to take what you see and dive deeper into it. Don't just take what you're given and just say, okay, well, that's what it is. Okay, here we go. This is from, this is from Fox News from May 6th. De Blasio and NYPD commissioner say no protests allowed in NYC. If you don't know what NYC is, that is New York City. Okay. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and NYPD commissioner Dernot Shea um, stated outright this week that people are not permitted to gather for protests in public due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, if you were to just hear that headline, you would say, okay, you, you might say, okay, well, that seems to make a lot of sense. You know, we're trying to social distance and stuff like that. No, 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 no. The, it, this is, this is the bigger issue at hand here. The city leaders pointed to the need to maintain social distancing in order to prevent greater spread of COVID-19 stating that this takes precedence over people's rights to exercise their First Amendment rights of free speech and assembly. Uh, what? No, it doesn't. Because see, here's, see, here's what happens. There's a book, I really encourage you guys to read this, and if, I, I, I should say, I would say this. If I had a school, if I had my own school, um, one of the books that I would have the students read is uh, Crisis and Leviathan. And what that book it what that book is about is it's about um, how government expands when there's problems. Government because what because what happens is people it's like this people are facing People are facing north. They're looking at the problem. The problem is, is north of them. But behind them, the government is slowly expanding to quote unquote address the problem. But what, but it's a two-edged sword because they are trying to address the problem, but they're also taking away your freedoms and your rights. So this is very important. This is extraordinarily important. To say that this takes precedence over the first, your first amendment rights of free speech and assembly? No, it does not. 
Because see, here's the thing. We will beat this pandemic. We will beat, you know, this, this virus. We're, we're, we're going to beat it. We're going to overcome it. Um, I believe, and I'm confident in that belief. But it is wrong. It is wrong to limit and control the personal lives of people. People, here's, here's the truth of the matter. It may seem stupid. It may seem foolish. But the truth is, at the end of the day, people have a right to assembly. You may not agree with what they, with what they're saying. If it's a, if it's a, you know, a neo-Nazi rally, they have every right to, they have every right to assemble and protest. If it's a church, they have every right to assemble. And what is happening here is that the government is slowly expanding its powers. And that's very, very dangerous. Back to the article. You're talking about some of the values we hold in the highest regard in this country, and certainly in this city. The right for people to gather, the right for people, the right to free speech, and the right to protest, Shea said during a Monday press briefing. But now comes the bad news. We're in a pandemic and executive orders have been issued. These are laws that have been passed down through executive order to keep people alive. While we greatly, greatly respect the right of people to protest, there should not be protests taking place in the middle of a pandemic by gathering outside and putting people at risk. No. See, he says, he says, okay, well, we greatly, greatly respect the right of the people. Well, here you're not. See, you're saying, you're saying that, yes, we do care. Um, but, you know, you know, disperse. No, no, you know, no, um, no, no spreading the virus. No, we're trying to social distance. Everyone go home. He's contradicting himself here. I'm going to, I'm going to read it again. You're talking about some of the values we hold in the highest regard in this country. Yes. The first, um, I would say this. To me, the Second Amendment is the most important one. Why? Because sometimes violence is needed and sometimes you have to fight. You have to physically fight for your rights and for your freedoms. Okay, the First Amendment to me is the second most important one. Because it, because that says, okay, I can worship how I want. I can say what I want. I can protest what I want. I can write what I want. I can share what I want. And that's really important. I mean, think about it. That's, that's one of the things that makes America so fantastic and so amazing. The first amendment. I mean, think, think about that. We take, we in America, we take it for granted that we can, do you realize, and I've, I've used this, I've used this before. You can have a tweet that says F Donald Trump. You can, you can tweet that. You can tweet that. You can put that on Instagram. You could, you could publish an essay on the internet saying just how much you hate him and, you know, you know, how bad his policies are. You can do all of that. And do you realize that there, that pretty much the only thing that may happen to you is you get hate mail? There will be, there will be no um, there will be no, uh, legal repercussions. You're not going to disappear. You know, you're not going to, 
You know, you're not going to be tortured. You're not going to be jailed. You're not going to be waterboarded. You're not going to be, you're not going to have your nails pulled out of your hands. That's amazing. Like you can, you can, we can do those things. And these rights, the first amendment is extraordinarily important. You're talking about some of the values we hold in the highest regard in this country and certainly in this city. The right for people to gather, the right for, the right to free speech and the right to protest. But now the bad news, but now comes the bad news. We're in a pandemic and executive orders have been issued. Listen, executive orders do not override the constitution. I'm going to say that again. They do not, executive orders do not override the constitution. That's, that's the beautiful thing about the constitution. That's the amazing thing about the Magna Carta. What the Magna Carta did when they made King John, uh, sign it, it said, okay, because I, I want to say it was signed in 1215. Fact check me on that, but I think it was 1215. But the point is, no matter who is in charge, no matter who, no matter what, no matter their party, no matter their belief, no matter how much they're liked, no matter how much they're hated, there is, there is something that is above them. There's something that is above that individual. Executive orders do not over, if, if executive orders are underneath, executive orders are underneath uh, the Constitution. It does not matter who says it. They are still under the Constitution. We always hear the term, no one is above the law. You cannot make a law that is above the Constitution. You can't do that. That's See, that's... See, people don't understand. That's why people come to America. Because of the amendments that we have. Because of the... You know, the Bill of Rights. You know, we have, you know, 10 and then we have, you know, we added a bunch, a bunch more. But there are protections that people have regardless of who is in power. That's amazing. And they're saying, and he says, but now the bad news comes. We're in a pandemic and executive orders have been issued. These are laws that have been passed down through executive order to keep people alive. While we greatly, greatly respect the right of people to protest, there should not be protests taking place in the middle of a pandemic by gathering outside and putting people at risk. Sir, that is your opinion. You're saying there should not be protests. You can disagree with them protesting. They have every right to protest. Rights do matter. I was, I was, I was having a discussion with my sister, um, the other day. And we were talking about rights and stuff like that. She's not into politics the way I am. She's she's apolitical. But sometimes we'll have very uh, great discussions. And, you know, I said, look, rights are important. Because, see, here's the thing. When we give up, when we give up, Ben Franklin had a quote. And I, I'm probably going to butcher it, but I, I, I kind of have the idea correct. You know, when it was, he kind of said, when people give up their liberty, give up some of their, li- their liberty for a little bit of security. They, they deserve neither. 
and they lose both. And that is such a true statement. Your rights matter. They should they should not be violated. Is this a global pandemic? Yes. But we cannot use that as an excuse to allow government to become bigger. That is where it's dangerous. This is this is this is ridiculous. Here's here's the next line. The announcement came a day after the reclaimed Pride LGBT advocacy group, protests in Mount Sinai Hospital's relationship with the Samaritan Purse Christian Organization, which set up a field hospital in Central Park for COVID-19 patients in an effort to reduce Mount Sinai's load. The group objected to the hospital working with the religious organization, claiming that its leadership has espoused bigoted views. People who want to make their voices heard, there are plenty of ways to do it without gathering in person, de Blasio said. The mayor said if people who have messages they want to spread care about protecting other people, use all the other tools you have to get your point across, but avoid anything that might put other people in harm's way. See, here's what happens here. Whenever someone... Whenever someone wants to get you on their side, whenever someone wants you to, you know, to change your ways... One tactic that they will use is they will try to portray the other side as bad. They try to portray the other side as evil. And they say, okay, if you do those things, if you exercise your right to protest, um, to gather, and for free speech, well, we're, we're, we're in a pandemic right now. And if you're doing that, well, you're just a bad person. You're just being selfish here. So that's what they will do. They will try to make the uh, the opposing side seem like a like a bad person. It's it's used by Republicans, Democrats. It, it it's 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 used by people. You know, whenever there you know whenever there's a breakup, you know, usually usually when a breakup happens, there's always there's always two sides to every story. Well, I should say there's three. So you have you have partner A. Partner B and the actual truth. Okay. So partner A is usually going to say, okay, well, they did this, 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 they did that, and they also did that. Person B, partner B will say, well, person A did that, this, that, this, this, and that, and the other thing. They always will try to make themselves look good and portray the other side worse because it's easier to sympathize with people who you know are shown in a good light this is this is wrong this is this is not wrong and this is this is very serious this is something that needs to be addressed this should be protested this is to say no protest allowed you are not above the constitution that's good hydration you are not above the Constitution. You, whatever, again, whatever laws are passed, whatever laws are passed, they are not above the Constitution. That's why I'm really, that's, you know, I really talk about, you know, living in California and just how, you know, leftist it is. And, you know, I probably wouldn't raise a family here. Um, you know, great weather, um, great looking girls, stuff like that. But 
at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, it's just really expensive to raise a family out here. And the culture out here is really not that great. Um, it's, it, it's, it's dangerous. And so to look at these things is very, very important. That's why, again, I'm not a fan of, you know, permits for guns. Why? Because that goes against the Constitution. Now, let me say this about the Constitution. I'm not, I'm not a person who says, okay, whatever the Constitution says, go exactly by that. Here's why. Because when they, when they drafted it, when they wrote everything up, they never knew, you know, they never talked about cars and things like that, that those just weren't things back then. So things, things do change. But, when you say I need a permit to, if, if I need a permit to have a gun and to carry, you won't let me carry a gun. Again, a lot of you, a lot of my listeners, you guys are listening right now. A lot of you are not in California. Some of you are in, um, you know, Texas, Kansas, uh, Missouri, uh, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Florida. You guys are, you know, you guys are all over in, you know, the United States and some of you are abroad in other countries. Um, this is extremely important in California. If I am, if I am driving and I own a fire, if I want to carry a firearm, I cannot have the firearm on my person. I cannot have the firearm in my glove box. Take a guess of where and how the gun is supposed to be. I'll, I'll give you some time to think about it. I'll let you guys Google it for a little bit. Uh, five, four, three, two, and one. The gun has to be unloaded in the trunk of the car, locked in a box. That's where the gun has to be. Which makes having the gun useless. It's flat out unconstitutional, and I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Rights are extraordinarily important. They are very important, and I, I am, I don't like this at all. No protests allowed in NYC. That is not up to you. That is not up to you. You don't, you don't get, you don't get to say that. Executive orders are not above the Constitution. The Constitution was made to protect People from government. The Magna, the Magna Carta in 1215, and again, fact check beyond that, it was made to protect the citizens, the people from the king. It protected the king from the king, the king himself, because, you know, sometimes the king would break the, their own law, and it's like, well, okay, you're not above the law. There are certain things that we all have to abide by, and we're going to die. Our children are going to, you know, grow up. They're going to die. They're going to have children. They're going to grow up. They're going to die. The Constitution will still be there. This is, this is not good. And I, I, you know, so, you know, those of you in New York, I don't, I know, I know there's a few of you who live in New York, but, you know, contact me and just, you know, I really want to talk about this. Um, cause I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this. Um, 
uh, last week. But I really want to talk to you guys about this and, you know, just let me know what it's like out there. And any other places where, you know, they are not allowing protests. This is, a lot of this stuff is unconstitutional and it's, they're, they're disguising it as, okay, this is, you know, this is for your own good. This is for the sake of the public. But you don't just shut down the constitution. You don't, we don't put it in our back pockets for the time being. Cause that's very, very dangerous. Cause when you leave that up to the government, government just naturally expands their power. That's just what people do. When people are in power, they just naturally just try to stay in power and grow their power. So it doesn't matter when it is. What matters is that if it, if it happens at all. All right. That's that. So. You know, please contact me about that. Um, you know, it's, it's, this is, this is very important stuff. Okay. So, um, you know, Mother's Day, it just happened. Um, there was a brawl at a, Lord have mercy. There was a fight, a brawl at a Red Lobster on Mother's Day. And this is just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really just sad. And it really just grinds my gears. It really just grinds my gears. There's a video of it. And I encourage you to just look at it. Just look up, um, just look up, uh, Red Lobster Mother's Day fight. And it's really just, it's really embarrassing. Um, okay. So here we go. This is from the New York Post. Um, a customer at Red Lob, at a Red Lobster who was apparently fed up with a three hour wait went berserk while demanding a refund and slapping an employee, uh, wild video shows. The unidentified woman is seen shouting for her money back while outside the seafood chain on Mother's Day in East York, Pennsylvania. Uh, the footage shot by a bystander shows an employee tossing the woman, who was not wearing a mask at the time, out of the restaurant. She tries to force her way back inside while screaming to get her uh, MFing uh, money back. Um, I want my money refunded, the woman says. One employee replies, you will get it, the video shows. The woman then curses out two employees holding her from getting back inside while again repeating that she wants a refund. Let me show my bill to get my refund, the woman repeats prompting an employee to ask for her name. She then identifies herself before reaching around a male employee and slapping the face of a female worker, setting off a scrum outside um, outside the restaurant. The angry customer then claims she was the one who was attacked. I hate this, man. I hate victimhood. It's horrendous. I was assaulted and have the whole crowd and have the whole crowd to see it, the woman says. Police responded to the restaurant and spoke to the employees involved. The woman in the video had already left, but cops uh, caught up with her elsewhere, the newspaper reports. She was upset because her food wasn't ready, Lieutenant Tony Bean told the newspaper. She wanted her money refunded. The Red Lobster was open to, was open to only employees at the time. No charges were, f- were filed in the incident, which remains under investigation. Let me read this next one. 
A restaurant spokeswoman, meanwhile, told the York Daily uh, Record in a statement that some guests experienced long wait times on Mother's Day due to COVID-19, as well as staffing and operational changes. It's always our goal to provide our guests with a great seafood experience, and unfortunately for some guests, we did not meet that goal on Sunday. The statement read, We are working to better understand what occurred and how we can prevent it occurring in the future. That said, we do not tolerate violence for any reason in our restaurants. Let me say this to this uh, to the spokeswoman. Um, this is this is not something that you can really prevent from happening again, because people because regardless if it was if it was twenty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour, two hours, or the the supposed three hours, it does not matter. Violence is not okay. I I don't, I, I don't care. She, I mean, it's like this. It's like this. Think about it. People have mostly been inside. Okay. People haven't really been able to eat at restaurants. So you already know that COVID-19 has brought about changes to pretty much everything. And so you get upset because you don't have, you know, you aren't getting your food when you want it. See, there's a, see, being hangry is real. That's a real thing. Being, you know, angry because you're hungry. Look, that's not it. It is not okay. It's really just wrong. I've been hangry before, but I've never slapped a person. I've never demanded a refund. See, here's my thing. And, and I've noticed this even when I go to the emergency room, that even, you know, even when I'm, you know, upset and I'm not really feeling my best and I'm not feeling well, I understand that there are a lot of other people, you know, involved, that there are other people, that I'm not the only person in the world that has to be waited on. And it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. I mean, just leave, like, it's like this. What did she expect would happen? And again, is three hours a long time? Oh, it certainly is. It certainly is. I can't. I'll say this. I've never had to wait at a restaurant for three hours. But I can say this for sure. I would not become violent. If I was really, honestly, that frustrated and I was that hungry, just go to McDonald's. Like, 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 seriously, if you're that hungry and you need to eat so badly, just, you know, just go right on to the nearest drive. Just go to the nearest drive through. Just do that. Seriously, you know, go, go buy a book. Go sit in your car for a little bit. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, but violence is not, that's not it right there. That's not okay right there. That is disgusting, and it's really, it's really, really wrong. I want my money refunded. You're gonna get your money refunded. They're not gonna, they're not just gonna take it like that. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, honestly, if I was that upset, if I was so hungry, and I'd been waiting for a long time, and I just felt I couldn't wait anymore, I would lit. I just go. Just Google the nearest fast food place, you know, nearby fast food places, scroll 
and go and just just cancel your reservation. Or if not that, go go get some food and then come back and wait. That's really just not necessary. And that's a serious that's a serious problem. There's no excuse for that. I I just I just man, when people when people become extraordinarily selfish and when people become you know very irritated and these and there are people who who feel that they're just special for some for some reason it's usually something from their head where they think that they're special. And it's just like you know, you want special treatment. It's like, lady, look, it's been a long time that you, since since you had your food. Yes, but okay, you're gonna get you're gonna get refunded. You know, this is weird for all of us. We're still trying to figure this out. We're trying to social distance and work at the same time, which is can be really difficult. Bear with us. We're all trying to we're all just trying to get through this. We're all just trying to make it right now. Which we're, we're all trying to figure this out. But this is ridiculous. This is utterly ridiculous. Lady, there was no reason to hit her. To to hit people. If you are real if if you are really that angry, just go somewhere else. See, sometimes people just don't really think things through. Cause Chris Hansen Chris Hansen has a great um line. And he, you know, because he, um, and what he says is, don't make a bad situation worse. That is, that is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. Don't make a bad situation worse. If you're in a bad situation, don't dig the hole deeper. You're already hungry. You're already upset. Okay, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, you've been waiting. Just leave. Just leave the restaurant. But she but she didn't she she didn't do that. She didn't leave until she had slapped somebody and was cussing and you know you know had to be held back and that's just ridiculous, man. How you just, how you just, how you just gonna ruin people's mother's day like that? That's, that's just, come on, man. I mean, just really, just horrific, just horrific. Okay, that, that's really all I have to say about that. But I just, when I saw that story, I said, you've got to be kidding me. There's no excuse for that. If I'm really that hungry, if I really am in that much of a rush, I'm just changing my plans. I remember, um, there was a, there was a, uh, my church had a youth conference. It's called, uh, it's called Yaya. And we go out to Palm Springs and we, we're in this, the youth and young adults are in this hotel for like three days and it's, it's pretty fun and it's a, it's really interesting. But I remember one night where, Everyone was hungry and everyone wanted to go and eat. And people were kind of just waiting in groups and, and everyone, you know how, you know how it is. It's like, oh, we're waiting for this person. We're waiting for this person. We're waiting for this person. I was starting to get frustrated and I was getting really hangry. And so, you know, want to know what I did? 
Do you want to know what I did? I was sitting with these other people. And I said, you know what? Let me just go on by my lonesome self. And just go and eat. That it, it, It's that easy. If you're really that bothered. If you really don't think you can take it anymore. Just go. Just, just go away. Just go away. And I did that. I went away. I took an Uber to uh to IHOP, which is what I which is what I wanted. And I had a great I had a great time by myself. That it's it's really that simple. If you're really that upset and you really, really just believe that you cannot take it anymore, just go by yourself. Just just leave, lady. Just leave. All right, um, that's that. Um, I want to get into this uh, Malia Obama story, and um, you know this is this is really um, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's not it's not really much of a story, but I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, Malia Obama viciously bullied over physical trait after appearing in Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um, this this is from Cheat. CheatSheet.com. Um, if there's one thing we know for sure, it's that the internet is full of people who have nothing but negative things to say about others. While many have experienced an onslaught of hate online, celebrities are the ones who are always faced with spews of ridicule, and Malia Obama is the latest victim, is the latest victim internet trolls have decided to go after. People have been bullying Malia over her head shape. It's been four years since the Obamas left the White House following their eight-year tenure as the nation's first family. Since then, the family, especially Malia and Sasha Obama, have kept a rather low profile while getting back to having normal lifestyles. Which, by the way, there's after that, there's no such thing as normal. There's no such thing as normal after you've been in the White House for eight years. When you've been the first family, you can get close to normal, but you'll never be the same. So, whatever, that's not the point. Though the former first daughters have been spotted out on a few occasions, they recently gave their first public interview on Netflix's new um, Michelle Obama Center documentary, Becoming. After appearing in the film, many people took to social media to gush over the beautiful and mature woman the girls grew up to be. However, some quick, some were quick to spread negativity by bullying Malia over her appearance. Since Becoming premiered on Netflix, internet trolls have been taking to Twitter to poke fun at the eldest Obama daughter's facial features, specifically her head. Man, Malia Obama got a uh, long head. She's still beautiful, though, lol, one Twitter user commented. Malia's head built like a tank. Now, let me say this about Malia. I think she's I think she's good looking. Does she have a big head? Yeah. It's more her forehead, but it's like, I think she's still, I think she's still physically attractive. Um, I think Sasha is... Um, you know, the better looking one, but I think, I think they're two good looking girls. And to me, it's like, I think with this article, it's just like, you know, when it comes to the internet, people, people are trolls. Sometimes people just want attention. Sometimes people, you know, here's the, here's the beautiful thing about the internet, which can also be the curse of the internet. Everyone, every single person will get made fun of on the internet. If there's a picture, the creativity of people and what they can say is, is, is 
it's unlimited. I've been made fun of on the internet, you know, it, it's, it's, it's whatever. This is, this is something where it's like, this isn't even really a story. I don't know. I just think, you know, Malia's, Malia's good looking. Um, unfortunately she smokes though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, you know, downside of it. But I mean, this is, this is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't think Malia cares. I don't think Sasha cares. I don't think Michelle cares. I don't think Barack cares. First of all, I think Malia knows that she has a, I think she's, she was probably the first to know. Well, no, <laughs> probably, probably, a, um, you know, Malia was, was one of the first people to know that she had a big head. She probably knows that. Um, you know, that, 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 that's, I don't know. Some things just really like, who cares? Like people, people get, people get, people are ruthless on the internet. That's just how it is. Now, am I saying that it's okay? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that it's a normal thing. Donald Trump gets made fun of. Barack Obama got made fun of. George Bush gets made fun of. Bill Clinton gets made fun of. Hillary Clinton. Chelsea Clinton. Um, You know, your neighbor next door. It's That's just what the internet does. It's whatever. And I, I, I really don't think that this is really a big thing at all. But I don't know. I just wanted, I just wanted to talk about it. I think... You know, I think they're pretty, you know, I think that they are, you know, attractive girls, but it is what it is, man. I I remember when, um, I remember on, uh, the night Obama won in 2008 and I remember I was just kind of listening and I saw, um, I looked at Malia and I looked at Sasha and I said, um, cause I was, I was young myself. I was like, you know, I was about nine, I think. Um, yeah, I was nine and I was like, you know, they're going to grow up and they're, they're going to be pretty good looking. And I turned out to be right. And I think a lot of other people saw it, you know, and you know, the whole, the whole theory of Michelle possibly being a man, that's just, the internet is just a weird place, man. There's just some things where it's just like, really, where does that even come from? But I don't know. I just want to talk about it a little bit. It's, it was, it wasn't really much of a story. But I just, I don't know, I think, I think the Obama girls are, um, I think that they're physically attractive. And that's really...